How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. What's up, buddy? You know, this is our last show that is not live. Wow, well, that's kind of crazy. True and not true. Right. I mean, our, so- fir- our first, our last non-live show that will not be pre-recorded from being a, a live oh, yeah, that's, show. That's true. We will be going live. We Thursday. Live. We're not going live Wednesday. We're going live Thursday. I don't know. Wednesday, Thursday. So, we're gonna be on the bench. Uh, we've told you download the bench to app the bench sports. Uh, it's just gonna be a, us and a bunch of other shows that are just a, a startup company. You know that's gonna be going live and doing our shows live nationwide. And we're getting some pretty cool equipment that eventually we're gonna be able to take some call-ins. Expand our guests. We're, oh yeah, we're, we're gonna do some cool stuff. Yeah, in the future. We're, we're we're turning into a full on show. Yep. So it's gonna be great. Uh, we're still gonna be posting the podcast every Tuesday and Friday. Uh, yep. So if you if you can't make it to the live, always f- in the morning. You know, if you want to listen, like you always do. Yep. Feel free. But if you want to watch and listen to the show live Mondays and Thursdays from six to seven p.m. Eastern time. Uh, that will be where you can hear us on the Bench Sports app. And trust me, we will put it out all over every social media platform in oh, case yeah. that you don't remember. <laughs> so let's get into our show, though, because we have a lot of stuff to talk about. The Nets. Was there a lot of stuff that happened this week? A lot of sports stuff that happened. The Nets, they're done. Bye-bye! Just craziness in that series. And um, I texted our good friend Griff. Uh, he's, texted, got, he's still in mourning. I texted some other people that I know that had big money on the Nets. And they are uh, not doing too well right now. It, 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 it saddens me so. You know, it's. I wanted the Nets to go on because, you know, they were our pick. But we t- we'll talk about the injuries and, 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 and what happened in that game seven. Also. But mad, mad, mad respect for KD. Oh, yeah. Also, the, the Hawks upsetting the 76ers. Bye-bye. What, what a game. Now, that one I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see. <laughs> Philly fans can go Bye-bye. back to back home. Uh, the set the, the the 76ers are in for a crazy offseason, and we'll talk about that as well. And also the Suns and Clippers series starting in the Suns uh, stole game one. So that that is I, I have some I have some thoughts on that game one and how it went, and I'm I'm very confident in my prediction about how that series is gonna go. Okay. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got to talk NHL. We got to talk golf. The U.S. Open was unbelievable. Yeah. A lot of stuff to talk about. Let's run it. Let's start today's show off like we started last week's episode off, where we previewed the U.S. Open and gave you your minute of golf like we do when these tournaments come around. And now we give you your minute of golf to recap the U.S. Open. That was pretty. That was a pretty good uh, end. First of all, I'm getting more than a minute. I'm getting more than a minute, and you should agree to more than a minute because your butt was sitting the, on that couch next to me the timer, watching as much. The timer starts now. Oh, you're ridiculous. First of all, unbelievable just a great tournament and i am so happy for john rom 
the 26-year-old Spaniard, first Spaniard to ever win the U.S. Open. I mean, this was after what he had dealt with 15 days ago, right, at the Memorial Tournament where he was six strokes ahead going in the last round, and they pulled him off the golf course telling me he had a positive COVID test and yeah. ruined his chances to win the tournament, to having to go into quarantine and deal with all that crap, to then come out at the U.S. Open with his parents there, his newborn baby who is just born, you know, his first time being a father, and he goes out and he comes back in the last round and puts on a performance. And he... I just thought, like he said, he, he was talking about karma and he believes in karma and all good things come around. Like, it's such a great story how he was. I, I totally forgot that he was the one that got kicked off when he had that tournament Two a couple weeks ago. weeks ago. Yeah. And then he wins the US Open. That was pretty awesome. So, you got a, a couple things that you have to just bring up. Number one, his putts on 17 and 18 for Birdie on both of them. Well, his putting, his putting in general, like he's a guy that's been around and I've seen time to time on ESPN or SportsCenter. Like some of his putts that he's made yeah, they're in pass is like ridiculous. Yeah, and he can boom the ball like no other. Mm -hmm. So he had it all going. Yeah, poor Louis Oosthuizen, I mean, had that tournament won and then goes into 17. And you, the only thing you couldn't do on 17 on the drive was go left because then you go into the canyons and you go in and get a penalty. You could go anywhere right you want. And he puts it left in the canyons and loses a stroke and basically loses his chance to win. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. And then McElroy, DeChambeau was plus nine on the back. Well, that, well that's when I really just stopped you know like i cared and i kind of wanted rom to win at the end but you know my boy d is rooting for him and he just collapsed and i was collapsed. like all right but you have to admit, i'm done you have to admit all right we played golf yesterday right mm -hmm. so we went out for father's day aj and i went out played nine holes not gonna you know brag but i kicked his butt like usual mm -hmm. i shot a 43 you were a little over the 50s you know you were struggling but what was great about watching DeChambeau on that, I forget what hole it was, was 15, 14 or 15, somewhere around there. He just started hitting the ball He everywhere. just stopped caring. Stopped caring. He was pissed off. He hit the ball short. He hit the ball in the rough. He hit the ball in the sand. He couldn't get out of the sand. He hit the ball over the green. He hit the ball on the green. He three-putted. Like, he got an eight on a par four, and I just looked at you, and I was like... Yeah, we can relate. We know that. We know that. Not hole. that we can. Re no, not I can't relate because I shoot better than that. So <laughs> I'm actually better than Bryce and DeChambeau. But DeChambeau, Shoffley, uh, Rory McIlroy, all the big names, Brooks Kepka, they were all within shooting distance. They were all within mm -hmm. two strokes starting the day. And they all got demolished on the back nine yesterday. Well, congrats to John Rahm. John Rahm. And we'll, golf, we'll see you in a couple weeks at the Olympics. No. That's when we'll be talking about you. No, guys. the next one is the Open in, in uh, overseas in Britain or in uh, the UK. Before the Olympics? Uh, it's probably right around the same time. Well, whichever one. Okay. Moving on to basketball and the NBA playoffs. Were there big games The Nets absolutely just... What a mind-blowing game. A crazy game seven. And they lose in seven to the Bucks, And the Bucks advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. What a game by Kevin Durant. Yeah, he, he, he seemed to have it going. He also shot the ball 36 times. Because he knew there was nobody else on that team that was going to score. I'll, I'll tell you this. This Nets team went from a big three that had one of the best fourth options in the entire league probably the best in joe harris mm -hmm. this is before these playoffs started yep. um a a a center a, a small center that they played at the five and jeff green that was having a incredible first 
you know, regular season pretty right. much. And then, oh, by the way, Blake Griffin could right. come up. Then picks up Blake Griffin, and Blake Griffin's like, oh, I can dunk again, right? Right. And the whole world had them winning the championship right. without a problem. And we said injuries are going to be what's going to hold this team back. I and said that. Everyone said I that. said that. I said that. You said that. Griff <laughs> said that. I just that, remember me saying it. The only thing that's going to hold this team back is injuries, because if they don't, then they're going to win the whole thing. What happens? James, Har- James Harden goes down with a hamstring injury, and, you know, They've won the first two games, mm-hmm. you know, at home. And, I, and, Kyrie, and we said, Kyrie was playing right, amazing. With Kyrie, they just need two of them, really. Yep. And they're still going to beat most teams. Agreed. Right? Then Kyrie goes down with his injury and hurts his ankle. Now you have only Durant, and not to mention a Joe Harris that is a quarter of what Joe Harris was in the regular season, couldn't make a, a three to save his life. It was a complete brick the whole series. Jeff Green didn't play in the whole game. Like, they had no help whatsoever. And then Harden comes back and tries to play, and he's just a decoy out there because yeah. the dude's one leg, one leg mm-hmm. and it's hobbling around out there. And every time he shot, it looked bad. It, it, it was like he was just throwing it up with his arms because he couldn't bend his legs. Joe Harris didn't have over 13 points in the last seven playoff games. I have, I've never seen somebody who I was like, this, you know, besides Steph Curry, because Steph, Curry, Steph Curry's on another tier Yep. Of, of shooting, and that's just in history of the NBA. Hmm? Joe Harris might be the second best shooter in the entire in the entire league. That I mean, that is not something that was so crazy after you saw him this regular season. The dude is was automatic shooting fifty percent from three, yep. and could not hit a basket in the playoffs to save his life. Just kind, kind I, of crazy stuff. I, I don't even think he was twenty percent from three point land this in the. It, it was it was awful. Every shot was so off. But man, then you have Durant who doesn't come out. For a second. No. Played every minute. So did Harden. Hey, props to Harden. He yeah. played every minute on one leg. Yep. Uh, still gave him 22 points. Didn't shoot the ball good, but he, he did what he could to get to the free throw line. Yep. But Durant's uh, tying shot to send it to overtime. Oh. What an incredible shot. And you're talking about a, a toenail away from winning that game. Right. And then when this goes to overtime, you know, I'm sitting there like, you know, I, I picked the Nets. I want the Nets. But you could just tell in that overtime, the Bucks. This is the chance they had to to end this game because they're just the the Nets were running out of out of scoring. Like Durant mm-hmm. did everything he could, and you, you, you got, they gave it to Joe Harris for a couple threes. He missed them. Yep. He gave it to Harden. He, he missed. He, I mean, the, no one could hit a shot except KD, and then KD comes up short for the game winner, and the Bucks go on to win and advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. So Giannis has one more shot, and uh, this to, is going to be his best shot final. ever. Oh, yeah. Ever. If he doesn't take advantage of it this year, he's never going to win a championship. I agree. Moving on to the other Eastern Conference final, uh, Game 7. Or not the Eastern Conference, the Eastern Semifinal. The Atlanta Hawks defeat the 76ers. And Philly, can I tell you, was absolutely... I, I thought they were gonna burn the city down last night. I'm, I'm supp- like, have we heard from anyone in Philly that we know? Like, are they alive? They won't talk to me today. No, they won't. No, none of them will talk. No one will return my texts. And I was brutal on my texts, so I, maybe I was kind of a dick. Oh, but that's ex- that, that's we we only return what they would return to us. That's right. So it's I don't feel bad at all. Okay, They're, I don't feel it's it's only the Philly fans too. Any other fan base, like even the New York fan bases, who we still hate. They're not that toxic. Right. It's only the Philly fans who are in their own tier of fan that are just complete toxic fans. So, hey, you can send as much vulgar as a text <laughs> as you want to those Philly fans. But just 
what an incredible series by the Hawks. I think that I think we should really focus on the Hawks. We can talk about Ben Simmons. I've talked about Ben Simmons. Oh, you we- know, you know how I feel about Ben Simmons. And now I I I find it so funny that all the 76er fans now are have turned on Ben Simmons. That that's what's funny to me. Is like now they're all turned on him. I've been turned on him forever. For I, I just have to say this stat because I I heard this this morning and I haven't gotten over <laughs> it yet. Four straight games in the playoffs, he has not attempted a shot, a shot in the fourth quarter. I want to no, no no not made. <laughs> he hasn't attempted. I want to and that pass that he made when he when he should have just went up for a, a either a layup or a slam dunk and he passed it off under the basket was the worst thing I have ever seen. I want to talk about the 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 Hawks first. They Fine. get the credit. You in get this. the credit. They right. completely. Just played th- th- this team. I'm not sure why this team was a fifth seed. This team is just far better all around than a lot, than than I think the Bucks and the 76ers really. Well, don't, I, don't you have to give a lot of credit to Nate McMillan because when he took over as interim coach in February, this team has completely been a different look, team. We can go back episodes in the off season last year when Indiana fired him, and and, and yeah. I'm sure you remember me saying this. I was why? like, why? Right. It's One of the best coaches in the league yep. went on Indiana, and they got swept by the Celtics. I was like. Because the Celtics were so much better than than the Correct. Pacers last. It wasn't a coaching issue. Right. It was just such a better team that w- the Celtics had um, right. in the bubble. And you had Oladipo hurt. And everything right. Else. Oladipo was hurt. It, it just wasn't as good of a team. And then they fired him. I'm saying, whoever picks this guy up, it's huge. It's huge. He's huge. a great coach. What, what do you know? He, he's the only coach since Pat Riley to take a team midseason and take him to the to the conference final. That that is elite status right there. And you're talking about a team that Trey Young couldn't hit the side of a barn for most of the game. Well, that, well, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. I said early in this series, if the if the 76ers can hold Trey Young under 30, under 25 points, mm-hmm. I find it very hard for them to see them losing a game. This right here convinces me of the statement I'm going to make next. Trey Young scores 21 and shoots five from 23 from the field and two from 11 from three, and they win by by seven points. That convinces me enough to say, not only do they have a shot against the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Final, but I do oh. think that they beat the Bucks. Oh, whoa, no, 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 no. Because I not, saw not so fast. Kevin Herter, the who, the who? I, I'm sorry, what's the the nickname? The, Is it the Red? The, the Red Rocket. The Red the Rocket. Red flame. The, the Red. The Red Hope. The Ginger. <laughs> the Ginger Man. <laughs> I mean. The, out of nowhere. Out, out of nowhere, because he's been a role player yep. up until this point. He took over. He was the star last night. He got this this win for them. He really did. His two best games ever came against the 76ers. I mean, just, it, it, it's like, if you would have told me Ben Simmons would shoot zero times in the fourth quarter and Kevin Herter would go off for 30 points and Embiid would still get his, his 30 and 40 and then the Hawks would win in seven, I would have been like, how? Right. I, I mean, that's just like nobody saw this coming in the fact of how they won the game. If you would have told me Trey Young goes off every game in the series and they win, I'd be like, yeah, that's what Trey Young can do. That's what Trey Young can do in a game and, and, and win a series himself. Trey Young, just overall in the series, didn't have his best series. No. And they still come out and win. That is convincing of me enough. He got help from Gallinari, who was I, I very I was just going to say... The one player nobody talks about that was such a difference in this series was Gallinari. Yeah. He the guy consistently gives you mid to upper double digit scoring. He plays great defense. He's everywhere and the biggest thing that he does, did you notice it was about maybe two and a half, three minutes left in the game, yep. right? Atlanta had just kind of taken the lead by four 
And the Philadelphia bench, they were all sitting down on the bench, and all of them looked like they lost right. their, their all, puppy. Yeah, all of them just don't want to be there. They didn't talk to each other. They like, didn't really say anything. Gallinari's in the huddle. Pumping everybody up. I was like, go, Dino, go. <laughs> I'm like, damn, I love this guy. Yeah. I love and, it. And that's just the tale of, of, of two teams and two coaches. You know, that's the other thing is Doc Rivers on the other end. Like, Doc Rivers now has a track record of, not being good in game sevens, <laughs> not, not being good in the playoffs in general. Yep. Uh, just, unless he has three all-stars. Right, unless he has three all-stars, exactly. And, and he still couldn't do that with the Clippers last year. So I don't know what's coming for Doc Rivers. I don't know what's coming for the 76ers in general this offseason. So that's something I kind of want to just touch base on with the 76ers. I think Ben Simmons is obviously gone. I think this was the last straw. The, this, the, the whole thing with Ben Simmons just doesn't work. AJ. Is, the, is that to say that... He can't succeed on another team where there's no other star. AJ. Well, I'm not that. I'm not so sure. He All is I know, so gone. It's not even funny. Oh, he's so gone. But because you can't, but, they can't possibly keep him. It no, doesn't work. They've now had three years in a row where they chance to win a a championship, a championship level team, and now this year their best year. Here's the and problem. they couldn't even get past the Hawks, who they have a better team than the it. Hawks. Here's the problem, AJ. What the heck? It, where who is going to want this guy on their team? I mean, who's going to say, "Yep, we can make Ben Simmons great"? But that, so that's the thing I, I have trouble. I've talked to people that I've asked that question. They think, "Oh, a, a lot of teams will take him." I don't think that's the case. And then I've talked to people that say, "No one wants him." I don't think that's the case either. I think a, a team as a that, max contract player, right? I think a team that would want him is a team that is exactly like in OKC's spot where they have a ton of cap room, a ton of picks. They're not winning this year, next year, in two years or three years. They have a bunch of picks, well, that's a great. bunch of cap space, and they could take a young player like Ben Simmons. If he doesn't work out, they'll flip him for other picks. Hey, GM, you're going to pay this guy $200 million to be that bad? That, But that's you know, that's what I've always said, is that not only has is he, get, is he that bad, he's getting paid $200 million to be a not even average NBA player. Right. So that's what, you know. He had the lowest free throw percentage in the history of the NBA playoffs. The history. History. He shot less than 33% less than, from the free throw line. Th- this this brings back. I could do that this, underhanded. This brings, me, this brings me back to my Shaquille O'Neal, Dwight Howard. You know, these guys were in the playoffs a lot of times. And they still shot better from the free throw line when they were hacked. Than Ben Simmons. That's right. That is just unbelievable. Yeah. I, you know, it's it's actually a travesty. The fact that you don't work on your craft, like if I'm an NBA player and I know my weaknesses are my shot and my free throw, I'd be in the gym 24-7 making sure that I'd be able to find a shot and a free throw. But a, but a lot of people have been have brought up this point. He's 24 years old. He signed a max contract already in his career. He's dating it, or he dated, or dating a Jenner. He has all these fancy cars and these fancy clothes. So he, does just, he says not in it. Does he care anymore? Well, good. Then that's what I'm saying. Why would you want that cancer on your team? I, I, would you, I would, would you, not want would, it. Okay, that's what I'm saying. No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm not arguing for it. I would. I won't want Ben Simmons anywhere near my team. Well, that's my point. That, I am not. You will never catch me vying for do, Ben Simmons. Do you see him in, in in a Lakers uniform next year with Magic Johnson and LeBron trying to make him a player? No, I think he ends up, like I said, in an Oklahoma City, a 
Cavalier, a, a, a Cleveland Cavalier, so a some place where Rocket. he's going to be irrelevant and no one's going to care that he's there. I think, because I, I, I think that that what's going to happen is one of these teams that has, they don't have a play, they don't have a star player or whatever, and they're like, well, once upon a time this guy was the number one overall pick, is really good on good on defense. Shouldn't we have don't, been the number one pick. But that's a whole different. That's story. irrelevant. Sorry, I, I said, just listen. This guy is. Bur- I've been bothered by this guy since he played at LSU and got all the hype. Because all he was was a really tall guy who could dribble really good and take it to the hoop. So now you're taking it. You're you're taking my words out of my mouth. And I've always been on the same page as you. <laughs> you're just more boisterous about it. I'm more boisterous about it because of the fact that he's stealing millions of dollars. For not being good. Correct. And that makes me mad. Totally. Because I'm the one paying the tickets, <laughs> and I'm the one sitting at home watching him, and I would take a lot less to play better. Right. So I, I just think he's going to end up on one of those teams, be irrelevant. If he's not good, he will be traded again. If he's not good after that, he won't be in the league. More, that, that's my thing. It's like fine. He has this contract to be traded. And, and I'm sure once he gets traded to an Oklahoma City or, or a Houston or a, or a Cleveland— he might average 20, 10, and, and 11. Like, he might do that. It will be irrelevant stats. Yeah. He won't be in the playoffs. He won't be competing for a championship. But for right now, he will not be a 76er next year. And I'm, I'm telling you, probably more than just him won't be a 76er next year. In my life, I have never... I've been watching basketball for 40-something years. Mm-hmm. I have never... And I, I can't even say this... With enough exclamation points. Mm-hmm. Never, ever, ever watched a player not attempt a shot down the stretch. Yeah. I mean, I remember being a Knicks fan and John Starks, he was one of those guys that he was all, he would be really hot or really cold. But John Starks, even if he was really cold, would shoot 50 times. He was like, I gotta get out of this streak, you know, the, the bad streak. Mm-hmm. Like he would try to be like, okay, if I'm gonna fail, I'm gonna fail trying. Ben Simmons didn't even like try. It's not a matter of trying, he, he physically can't shoot. Mentally, physically. Mentally, physically. His jump shot's broken. His mind is broken. It's just a bad situation. And I've been saying this for years. It's been... This is not... It's funny because the 76er fans finally see it this series. And they've noticed it. And now they've turned. This has been going on for years. He's not been that great of a player for years. All right. So who do you like in the Heat? Heat. Who am I going Heat? In the Hawks? I said... You like the Hawks? I like the Hawks. I saw Trey Young struggle and completely... In until the final two minutes where he hit, he did hit some clutch shots. Yep. I saw him struggle, and they still won the game. That gives me enough confidence to say that this Nets team with a dismantled team, a Joe Harris that couldn't shoot, a an injured uh, Joe uh, Kyrie Irving, and an injured James Harden, and the Bucks got by in seven. Yeah, I'm not saying the Bucks didn't play good, but they were they definitely struggled offensively in some of the games this series. I think the Hawks are going to take advantage of that. And I think they do beat the this Bucks team, and I think the Hawks are going to make a crazy run to the to the to the NBA championship. Nope, I completely disagree. I completely think this is the, now the Bucks have opened up the Red Sea and have found a clear path right to the finals. This is a team between Antetokounmpo and uh, Drew Holiday that Atlanta does not have an answer for either one of those players. Right? I mean, you saw Kevin Durant go off for 48 points a game. Why do you think that Giannis can't score 40-something every game? Right? Then you have Middleton. I'm, I'm, be- excited to, I'm excited to see a possible John Collins, match, John Collins matchup on Giannis. I'm excited he to see maybe a, eaten a Capella. Alive. A Capella. Okay, so um, if Capella guards Giannis, who, card, who guards Brooke? Right? I mean, there's, 
They've I got like, other guys. I don't like the matchup here at all. You know, I like Kevin uh, Herter, right, dealing with P.J. Tucker. But other than that, I think that the Bucks are better at every position. And that includes Trey Young. Well, well, let me ask you something. Was Were the 76ers not better at pretty much every every other every position? Yes, but the bench with Connington and uh, and Forbes is better than what the 76ers put out there as a bench. I mean, maybe. And I just think that overall, I think this Bucks team, I think the starting five is better. I always thought the starting five was better than the starting five of, of, of the 76ers. Oh, me too. I agree. But I, I like this I, Bucks team. I, I still think that the I, what I love about this is it's two teams coming with a chip on their shoulder and a lot of motivation yeah. to compete in this series, and it's going to be a good series. Bucks in six. I'll take the Hawks in six. I got the Bucks in six. All right. Moving on to game one of the Suns Clippers. It was a good game. Chris um, Paul who? I Yeah, right. They didn't need him. They I need tweeted him. out um, probably midway through the third quarter. I said, this Suns team is might sweep again. <laughs> uh, then, I mean, Devin Booker went cold for like a couple minutes. The Clippers storm. Uh, we were we were at t- we were at you know a restaurant and looking at and, and watching the TV there. They kept switching like back and forth, back and forth. And then the clip they were up by ten. The the Suns and then the Clippers come back and we turn around and they're up by two. I was like, what? Yeah. And then I was I went back to Twitter. I'm like, guys, I really didn't mean to tweet that. I don't know why I did. <laughs> Reggie Jackson was going off. Paul George stepped up. Paul George, it's it's actually for me, it's heartwarming to see him play well. Yeah. I was so sick of like every year being like, well, Paul Paul George isn't showing up. Right. Like the fact that he's showing up in every game is really actually great. And Reggie Jackson is reminding people that when he was lost in Detroit and no uh-huh. one knew he was there, he's an all star player. Right, he's awesome. And but then, this Suns team, right? And then in the fourth quarter, Devin Booker was like, "All right, that those five shots I missed, those are the only five shots I'm missing," and went off for forty to end the game. When was the last time you saw someone have a triple double with forty points? I, in I the playoffs. It's I, been a while. I don't. I I would go back. I'm sure years. Harden no, maybe has no done chance. It. I don't think it's been done in decades. That is un, that's incredible to go triple double with with forty points scored. And with fifty percent shooting, like the guy's unbelievable. It's so funny because because Devin Booker is is starting to he's just starting to, to creep his way up into the top, you know, seven or five players in the NBA. Totally. And if he's not there already. It's really crazy to think about because if you said that beginning of this year, you'd be like, yeah, there's seven players better than Devin Booker. If you said that the beginning of these playoffs, you'd be like, yeah, there's seven. Well, people don't you remember when we did the point Devin guard? Booker. We, we did the point guard rating rankings. And the like, shooting, and shooting guard rankings. The shooting guard rankings. And where did Booker come in? He came in like fourth, fifth. Right. We kept flopping him with Donovan Mitchell, yeah. right? I, right now, I mean, isn't he one or two? He's, a, I mean, he is. He's one or two, depending on how you know what other shooting guard you want. If you want to put Harden when he's healthy, right. but look, right now he's just playing the. He's playing the second best basketball in the league. You have KD, who is incredible, and he's probably the best player in the league right now, and then Devin... I don't know if I'd want anybody else but Devin Booker right now. And when is Chris Paul coming back? Do they say? I have no idea. I mean, if I don't he, understand. If, if I don't Chris, understand the COVID protocols, and he, he was vaccinated, and he did it. Yeah. it. It doesn't make any sense to me. But if Chris Paul comes back in this series, Clippers don't stand a chance. But I don't think they stand a chance. It's not about Chris Paul. It's about Kawhi. Chris Paul can take the series off. They'll beat they'll beat the Clippers. Like the the Terrence Mann game six at Utah, that's cute yeah. and all. Yeah. And he's a good player. Yeah. That, that was a special game. He scored nine points this game. Like yeah. and he took four shots. He's right. not doing you know, they're not gonna let him open for three and, and, and let him have that kind of game. Correct. 
I think that without Kawhi, and Kawhi is out for game two, I don't know what his status is the rest of the, of, of the series. Well, according to uh, Skip Bayless, he's done and having surgery on his ACL. I think he is. I think he will He will not play. I don't know. That's my And if he does, how effective is he going to be? We just saw Harden try to play, and he couldn't even walk. Yep. So I'm going to go with this and say that Kawhi won't come back, and the Clippers just don't stand a chance without their best player no. against a Suns team. They could handle a Jazz team that didn't doesn't have a star wing player. You got yourself a star wing player on the Suns, and even with Chris Paul, they're going to handle them easy in about is, five games. Is there any other team that you can remember in recent memory that is this much fun and this easy to get behind and root for? Not in the NBA, really. We right. haven't had that team. You know, it's been it's been LeBron and Curry and KD for the last six, but seven years. This is all good guys. You know, like they're they're playing hard. They're playing for each other. You mm-hmm. want Chris Paul to get that championship. I, I am all sons. I, I told you I'm on the bandwagon. I am driving the wagon. Yeah. I'm in. I'm all in. And Let's I, go. And I really, really think that a great matchup would be Suns-Hawks in, this, in the finals. Because if they play... Because here's the problem. I want them to win, right? I want the Suns team to win it all. I think if yeah. they play the Hawks, I would end up picking the Suns. It would be a great series. Mm-hmm. But if they played the Bucks. What a like 50-50. Yeah. I really can't pick who's gonna win. I'll pick the Suns, but I, I'm not like I'm not very confident because of that, you know, how the Bucks roster is pretty much kind of constructed very similar. So it's gonna it, that would be a great series. I think the Suns are gonna book their ticket here pretty soon yep. to this to the finals. I agree. But it you know, the games this weekend were which is crazy. I mean, this is the most fun I've had watching an NBA playoffs. Because anybody in, can in win in any game. Whereas back in the day, it was always the you know the LeBron team was going to win and Golden State was going to win, and there wasn't any drama. Like it just like just get to the finals. This is every day. You don't know who's going to win and who's going to show up and what role player is going to play really well. I, I think the CFP should really be watching these playoffs and say that their 18 playoff <laughs> does matter because anybody can beat anybody yeah. did, did anyone expect the suns to beat the you know the lakers not vegas since the Va- lakers were you know i we thought the suns were going to win because we didn't like the health of anthony davis and we liked the suns but vegas didn't like the didn't like the suns nope. you know people out the laker you know big laker fans said that they didn't have a chance and they got screwed with their with their uh drawing to play the the lakers but look i think that this is the this is when sports are at their best in general when teams when it's not the best team always winning right. when just these these teams that are constructed right and constructed well and not bought and not a pay for pay to win or a super team are competing and, and could win exactly why i was okay saying bye-bye to the nets and bye-bye to the sixers and i'm all good with this it's all good the, the sixers gate made my just made I, my week not only made my week i just Tears of joy. <laughs> How about hockey, buddy? We got two we can, game fives coming up. We can end with hockey. Uh, the 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 Vegas Montreal series is tied up at two. It's been a very good series. Um, the refs have been a little questionable. There were complaints in the uh, in the by the Montreal fans mm-hmm. saying that the refs uh, kind of cheated them in that in that game four. Did you take the refs out because they've been terrible in all the sports. They're terrible with the foul calls in the basketball <laughs> games too. Oh yeah. But it's been a great... It's just been back and forth. It's two great goalies uh, besides 
Marc-Andre Fleury's kind of mistake in game three. Yep. But then Leonard, the backup, steps in and gives them a win in game four. But I think it's when, when Fleury's in there and not making those dumb mistakes, it's two great goalies. Mm-hmm. It's two really undervalued offenses. And they just, you know, they have a lot of scoring scoring chances, but it's two great goalies. So the, the, the scoring is generally low. And that's how the series is win. But do you know what's killing me? Is when the games are in Vegas, the excitement comes through the TV. Like, the the fans are right. bonkers. The place is <laughs> is jamming. Like, it looks like the biggest party in, in America. And you just want to watch, like, crazy hockey. The games that have been in Montreal, they have, like, the things over the seats. They have, like, 12 fans there. And you can hear a pin drop. Yeah. That Canada has it all wrong, man. Put the people back in the seats. Canada, man. Canada. Damn Canada. Who invited them? And then uh, the Islander Tampa Bay series. You keep counting the Islanders out. The Lightning in six. You could keep saying it, and the Islanders keep telling you to go, you know what? Look, the Island. it's so funny because the Islanders, like, I've always said, I, I keep saying this about how I just don't see how that team is, is, in, the, is in this situation because I just... The talent is not what a a conference final team should be, and then I look at the coach. I'm like, oh, it's Barry Trotz, mm-hmm. and I saw they were they they released the voting for the coach of the year. Barry Trotz was the least voted for coach that got actual votes. Mm-hmm. How is that possible? Because as a hater of the Islanders, I will say that Barry Trotz is by far the best coach in the NHL because of what he's done it's to this simple. Islander team. It's very simple. Because do you know why the Islanders win? They play amazing defense. Mm-hmm. It is a very tight neutral zone. You can barely get a puck on net. And at the end of the day, they don't play the up and down Edmonton Oiler score eight goals a game type of game. And so they're forgotten about how well they're coached because they're not exciting. But this team is so disciplined, so good, and so strong defensively. They are you, You're giving them not enough credit the fact that this team absolutely can beat Tampa in the next two games. The Lightning will win in six. Okay. That's all I got to say. We'll see. We'll see. And, if the Le- and if the Islanders do win this series, the Vegas Golden Knights or the Montreal Canadiens will win. And I, I'm not worried. I'm not worried, all right? all right? All right. So just remember, we are going live this week. We're going to put out more information, but definitely go out and download The Bench. There's a couple of different bench apps it's the bench. It looks like it's all white with a circle. It says the bench established 2018 is the logo. And then we will give you all the instructions on how to listen to us live Mondays and Thursdays, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. And then if you don't, like AJ said, we will record it and put it out on our podcast every Tuesday and Friday morning. We'll see you this week. <laughs>